poids. Welcome to the show. This, this is our view from, from the bench. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Brandon, main video coordinator for my nephew's soccer team. And I'm Corey, the bunker maintenance guy at the local golf course. And uh, happy Monday, man. Happy Monday. It's been a minute, my friend. It has. How are you? Good. I mean, feeling real good after the game we just watched. We'll get into that later, obviously. But uh, feeling real good. Last week was crazy. I know we both had just a ton of stuff going on, so we weren't able to do a second episode. But we're back, and it feels good to be back here recording and talking to you, man. Agree. A lot has happened. Uh, We both were busy, like you said. But luckily... We can connect again, and I think we're going to do in this week at least. So, yep, here we are to number one. Heck yeah! Well, we're going to start with Monday Night Football, seeing that it's Monday. <clears throat> Not the one we were most excited about, but it was actually a good game nonetheless. I watched it more specifically. Watched the fourth quarter, a little bit of the second, most of the fourth quarter, because there was a uh, playoff baseball on. Heck yeah! And close game, seventeen thirteen Raiders take it. They, dude, this game, a lot of the games they play in, although they may not be winning all of them, they are in most or all of them. And a lot of it's coming down to the, the last drives. And with about 50 to 45 seconds left, there was a pick in the end zone for the Raiders to seal it and prevent the comeback because all they needed was a touchdown. They had plenty of time, still had a timeout, yeah. and we're already at the um, Raiders 30. So. It was pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah. It was a good finish. Damn, uh, I know you're watching baseball. Yeah. So. I had both games going at the same time. So I was watching the football. Also, I was kind of watching the Peyton Manning cast a little bit today. I don't know why I mm. was into that, but I was like, yeah, it was pretty funny. Those t- I think they, Jimmy Kimmel was on there and they were all like making yes. a bunch of jokes. So I was watching. Um, but yeah, this is a, a lot closer than I thought. I didn't expect the. I don't know. I didn't know if the Raiders would actually pull it off just because I don't trust them at all. But then I was like, yeah, Jordan Love on the road on a Monday night. It's probably not the best thing. And. That's ultimately yeah. what it ended up being. I mean, he threw a couple picks tonight. I know there was one or two that were tipped up in the air, so it's not necessarily completely his fault, but they were also not great throws even when they were tipped. So I just – is this the beginning of, like, for real, the Packers not being good? I feel like in our entire life, as far as I know, because it went far yeah. to Rodgers, like, <clears throat> the Packers have always been good. So I think it's Yeah, weird. they may not be winning Super Bowls every year, but they're always good. Yeah, they're always exactly. in the playoffs and making deep runs sometimes. Yeah, so it's weird to, like, see them not have a quarterback that's – I know it's only five or six games in because he played one or two last year, but – it just doesn't look good, and I just it doesn't have any like signs of like oh there's like some opportunities that he actually converted, and like you can see like some moments of like oh I see what they're understanding or what they're thinking with him, but I don't really see it so far, and I feel kind of bad, and I think this might be like the first time we see the Packers really go downhill and actually maybe be in a top ten lottery pick or not lottery but top ten pick in the NFL draft. Uh, don't feel bad. So good for them. It's about dang time. Not everybody gets to stay on top on the dang time. Yeah. Dang. Sheesh. <laughs> I agree though with the Jordan Love stuff, bro. It's kind of, it's kind of weird because there's games where he's trailing seventeen nothing in the fourth quarter, comes back and wins it against the Saints defense. Who we saw what they did to the Patriots, but we'll cover later. They allowed zero points. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. So uh, there's games where he does that. Then there's games where he. 
Maybe he's a Kirk Cousins type of uh, no prime time, no, no prime Jordan Love. Maybe it's uh, off and on games, no consistency. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely not great yet. No, I don't want to jump to conclusions. I want to give them some time. But Matt LaFleur did well with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if – I know Aaron Rodgers will credit Nathaniel. We'll yeah. also cover again later. But <laughs> but eh, I'm going to have to start blaming Jordan sometime. It's not like he doesn't have the time. He doesn't have Devontae Adams. But I think some of the weapons that he had look good. Christian Watson looked good yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so, I was going to say the same name. I don't know. I don't know. I, still, Still time to see, but – it wasn't the best start, that's for dang sure. No, that's not at all. Sure. And like I said, I just feel like for the first time in my life that I can remember, I'm going to see the Packers really go down. And, it, I mean, if they end up really – I mean, if I'm them, if I don't think it's going to be good, don't you want to, like, tank now and maybe try to get a top draft pick and get a quarterback now instead of maybe it being another year or two away? Yeah, I don't know if they're in the business of tanking. Uh, you know, they're yeah, the one true. organization that is owned by so many fans and stuff like that. So got to report to ownership. You know, they don't make crazy trades. They build in the draft. That's true. So to your point, part. maybe they should, but I don't really know if it's within the integrity. You don't have to tank to, like, literally tank, but yeah. you can, like, not win to try to get that pick. Be hard to do though if uh, Jordan Love's going to be trying because the team's still not terrible and nobody likes losing. Yeah, might be a good idea though. Yeah, I mean it's got to be something they got at least be thinking about in there, especially if they end up going another two or three games and losing and end up at like two and six. You have to th- start thinking like, all right, maybe we, we need to trade some guys out that are decent so we can get some more draft picks and then ultimately maybe fall down in the in the standings yourself and get a better chance of getting another quarterback. Well, they did help the standings for people in the NFC North, obviously. And it's kind of weird to say that they're actually in it for second place. Because yeah. obviously it's kind of not a runaway because nothing's guaranteed in the NFL. But as long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy, please keep him healthy, Is uh, it seems to be the, the Chiefs division. So it's kind of a race for second place and a wild card spot at that point. And right now they're they're in it. So it's weird to see, but hey. Raider Nation, rise up. Now's yeah. the time. Let's see what they can do. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo and McDaniels, maybe they finally figured something out, but they only scored 17 points, so maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. He's still throwing interceptions and getting sacked. and There's still a lot of more room for improvement, but it's a good start. Yeah, well, we'll see. Well, now that we've gotten through the Monday night game, we're going to go through the rest of the games over the weekend, and we'll actually include Thursday this week since we didn't do a Friday episode to talk about it. So, we're going to yes. do our rundown. So, Brennan, take it away, my friend. Let's get it. Let's get to it. DJ Moore. DJ Moore on the ones and twos and threes. First year Bears wideout goes off in the Capitol for 230 yards and three touchdowns. Justin Fields and company get their first win in 14 games. Commander Sam Howell is a dog. I saw it myself. Washington comes up way short as Bears take it 40 to 20. Ah. Jaguars in London. Jaguars stay in London for what Roger Goodell calls an experiment and take both games, finishing this one out against the Bills. ETN goes ham, running for 136 yards and two touchdowns. Problem was, his opponent this week in fantasy had him in. Self-inflicted wounds, but the real dub is worth it. Bills lose 25-20. Talk about a bad week in fantasy. Young Ho out Atlanta. Dug out of a hole in Atlanta. 
made that goal in Atlanta. Take the win for Atlanta. In what was an ugly game, Falcons scraped by with another game-winning kick. C.J. Stroud held the 249 yards, but is still yet to throw a pick. John Robinson with the highlight, no-look catch for the run and the score. Falcons take it, 21-19. Lions are roaring to the top of the NFC North. And with the Raiders' win today, Lions hold a two-game lead already and hold the tiebreaker. Goff throws for three touchdowns, runs another in. The Lions cannot be stopped, something I thought I would never say. Panthers crawl back to Carolina after a 42-24 knockout. Lions might actually win the division. That's crazy. Derek freaking Henry yet again. Is he no longer a matchup-proof play? While Anthony Richardson gets hurt again, it didn't matter. Colts' plan was just to hand it off to Zach Moss and let him eat. The Titans surrender 165 yards to Moss and two touchdowns. The Titans are still in this tight division race, but the Colts win this one, 23-16. Dolphins back to scoring over 30 as they easily take care of business at home against the Giants. That's not saying much as Daniel Jones and the gang seem to lose to almost everyone. Two throws for a couple, and the chain continues his absurd yards per carry, racking up 13.73 on average in this one. Seven more sacks allowed by New York. Time for an O-line overhaul. Dolphins win swimmingly, 31-16. Dolphins look like a legit Super Bowl contender so far. The Patriots winning six Super Bowls is officially all Tom Brady's doing. New England has now been outscored 72-3 the past two games, and the Patriots look atrocious. Saints put the smack on him and forced Zappi to make an appearance. Nolens rolls huge to win with efficiency and defense, 34 to nothing. The battle that keeps on giving. Since 2010, they have played 29 times. Only six times have the games been decided by more than one score. This game kept that theme as the picket to Pickens connection secures the win. Lamar's receivers had butterfingers before the game as they couldn't seem to catch anything. Steelers take it to the Ravens, 17-10. My pick of Joey Porter Jr. winning Defensive Rookie of the Year is looking good after yesterday. Eagles come in and take care of business. Straight out of SoFi, the brotherly shove makes its weekly appearance for the Eagles as Jalen Hurts seems to have his way with the Rams' defense. Stafford keeps it close, though, but the Eagles take it 23-14. Probably too little too late for the Bengals, but a win is a win. Joe Burrow has his first good game of the season as he finally makes it to 7-11 and confirms it is, in fact, always open. Chase goes for 192 yards and three touchdowns for the Bengals. First complete game of the season. Too bad it was against the Cardinals. Bengals take it 34-20. Bengals back in the win column and still live in the AFC North race. Aaron Rodgers was smiling ear to ear after the game ended on Sunday. His offensive coordinator got the revenge game done, even without Aaron at the helm. The defense swarmed and kept Russell Wilson guessing all game, and Brees Hall took it to the Broncos' defense to a tune of 194 total and a touchdown. Jets shut Sean Payton up 31-21. Some controversy around this one, as what seemed like it could have been a pass interference was pulled back. No Taylor Swift in the building in many, but the Chiefs up anyway. Kelsey has an injury scare before returning for a touchdown grab. Vikings lose at home in a one-score game. Again, 27-20. Kyle Shanahan must circle this game on his calendar whenever he sees it. He loves to kick the Cowboys' ass, and he did it again Sunday night. Brock Purdy isn't just a system quarterback, and McCaffrey scores for the 14th straight game. 
Christian is four games short of tying with Damian Tomlinson for the NFL record 18. Niners roll 42 to 10. Woo, man. Had a good rundown. Had a good rundown. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, thank you. I'm I like gonna... this, dude. It's super fun. Yeah, I agree. I enjoy like the the little one-liners and stuff you can come up with for each game because not every game is exciting or has like great stories. No. But occasionally, no, believe me, <laughs> that hard. Sometimes huh? it's not. Yeah, sometimes it's not that easy. That's <laughs> oh, but man. still fun, dude. I can't believe McCaffrey could possibly break or tie Ladanian Tomlinson. I did not know that that was a record that he was that close to at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's only 18. Wow. There's, he's technically tied with somebody else um, from like the late 60s. Okay. But that is combined and receiving. So Ladanian's and it, maybe maybe McCaffrey's is rushing and receiving. But Ladanian's 18 is straight rushing. Wow. Only 18 straight games of a, of a rushing touchdown. So, yeah, pretty impressive. He's pretty close. And they use him so much, I don't see why they would stop. Yeah, to be absolutely. He's the main focal point of the offense. It all starts with him. I feel like they work out from there and kind of opens up. I mean, if the running game and McCaffrey can do his thing, it opens up everything else for the rest of the wide sure. receivers, Ayuk sure. and Debo and all those guys. Well, before we get too much into that one, I do want to break down some games, and I, that is one of them, so let's not get too deep. Let's start, though, a little bit with the one that I was kind of having the most with this week. As much as Aaron Rodgers didn't get to play, yeah, he uh, still was happy about the outcome of this one. I'm honestly happy that the Jets won. I'm not a fan of randomly talking shit about people. Uh, the crazy part to me was, like, what would the score have been if Aaron did play oh, like they won by 10 in Denver with Zach Wilson. And I understand it's an improving Zach Wilson, but it's still Zach Wilson yeah. and not Aaron Rodgers. Not only would their offense have been like more efficient and just better overall, but knowing Aaron and the pettiness that he had, he would probably be a lot more willing to just rub that shit in too. So uh, I, I bet you he is kind of, you know, I mean, he's obviously happy that they won, but I bet you he's seething that he didn't get to like oh. put the hurt on him himself because yeah. who knows what could have happened had the had he played. So as you can see on the screen, he did tweet about it right afterward. Loves his offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Just yep. straight says dub. But the crazy part about all this to me, though, and this is where I want to hand it off to you. What what the hell do the Broncos do? That. Like, do oh. they make a quarterback change? Do they not play Russell Wilson right now? And I don't even know who the backup is. I don't even care. Do they do they fire Sean Payton, who they just got and overhyped up the entire oh, season? Man. Like, the Broncos are in a bad place. What were your thoughts about the game, and where do the Broncos go? So I'll ask you about the game first because I didn't even think about the other part until you brought it up right now. So the the game itself was not a pretty game, obviously, but the Jets' defense obviously showed up huge and got that big stop on the strip and sack and return for touchdown to cinch it in the last couple minutes. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why all the sh- – I mean, there's even the clip I saw before the game where, you know, the defense does the huddle and there's guys chanting, like, let's go out there and get this for Nate. Like, let's go out there and get this for – like, they all knew going into this game. Not only that, it's in hostile territory in the other stadium, and they went in there with a mission, and they got it done. Now, got it done. As far as the Broncos are concerned, I have no idea what they're going to do. They gave <laughs> – didn't they give, like, $250 million to Russell? Like, they gave him so much you can't bench him. And, again, who's the backup and who does it, does it even matter? They who tra- knows and who cares yeah. exactly? So, to your point, you can't bench him. Uh, he's hurt. No, but at the same time, like, 
they're going to keep losing. And if him and Peyton don't get along, which there's clips of him coming off the sideline, you can tell they're not agreeing on what's happening based on on their reactions so i don't know who's right or who's wrong but yeah one of them is (laughs) yeah one of them is and the other one's not and they are just mad at each other there's no chemistry there there's no you know like you would think by now they'd have a better feel the offense or at least russ would of what they're what they implemented and it's not like russ hasn't isn't a veteran and know how to like learn an offense he's done this before but i don't know i just feel they're so screwed because they're in the AFC West. So you got Mahomes, even if you had Russell playing well, you still have to worry about the Chiefs and Mahomes even to get a division title. But now you're not – who would have thought they'd be the worst team in the division at this point? Like we thought the Chargers the and Raiders. the Raiders. And, That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. It, it's I, – I don't know what they're going to do. They've And the the crazy part is, is they're owned by, I think, a, a Walmart heir now at this point. So – they have the money to go out and get whatever, but when you're in a cap league and you've given that much money to your quarterback, because what are you going to do? Trade? Nobody wants Wilson now. He's not going to be able to get traded, so you're stuck with that cap hit and that money. And I, they're so screwed. <laughs> they, if I'm Sean Payton, I don't even know if I want to come back next year if it gets worse. Like maybe he just resigns and says, "Never mind, I'm done." And then they're all really screwed. I'm sure other people have said it, but I'll say it. Guess Russ can't cook. And he <laughs> was right the whole time. Pete knew run, 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 run. Then when everybody's playing the run, let Russell throw. Yeah. That's what that's what worked. And it's the only thing that I've seen work from Russell Wilson. Because the last few years, more specifically the last year that he was there, the idea of letting him cook more happened and they did horrible. Yes. And then he left. So, and then he's only been bad here. So letting him cook, maybe he's just a bad chef. I think is what. That's the perfect way to put it. Because not only did he leave and then Russell is being terrible in Denver, like Seattle made the playoffs last year as a wildcard team with Geno Smith, at quarterback, and they're right in the driver's seat right now to possibly do the same thing again. So if you're Pete Carroll, you it's instead of Belichick, Brady, and Brady won, it's Carroll and Wilson, and Carroll won this. Like he, Pete is got them in a system, and especially if their defense is good, then that makes the offense's job that much easier. They don't have to worry about putting all the pressure on Geno to go out and win the game. Just run the ball, play good defense, create turnovers, have short field uh, turnaround, and just run the ball and get some get some wins easy. That's like their plan, and it's working. And it's working. And, and that's I don't, what Geno does well. I don't know what the hell the Broncos are going to do. They are so screwed. Well, it is of no importance to me. I do not care. Good for them. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> we shall move on. We shall move on to the exactly good luck, bro. That's all I have to say. Good freaking luck. Moving on to another sad story that I am not sad about. Uh, who, besides Cowboys fans, obviously, delusional Cowboys fans, saw this game ending differently, Corey? Tell me who said, yeah, of course the Cowboys are heading up to Santa Clara and beating the Niners at home. Why, why wouldn't they? Did you see what they did to the Giants and the Jets? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Not the same caliber uh, offensive scheme or head coach with uh, his – repertoire that they have and continue to build or and, defensive scheme on the other side well too. that too but the offense is so deep and has so many weapons that even though dallas's defense is supposed to be so good they've already lost digs on the back end with the t- torn acl a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. i just remember earlier i'm mentioning vander Ursch now i think has uh 
he's out for four to six weeks. So the defense is just losing guys. He's always hurt left and right, and I their offense is not that good. Like they get exposed against no. good defenses, like especially the Niners. The last couple of times they play them, it has not gone well. Um, we know that Kittle, who hasn't done a whole lot on the offensive side, at least scoring touchdowns most of the season, he's been more of just a heavy blocker and a couple of passes here and there or catches here and there. But yesterday he had three touchdowns and I one for every decade he's been alive. His birthday was just the other. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. Didn't know that. Yeah, he turned thirty. Wow. So he got three touchdowns. Yeah. Okay, perfect gift for himself and a big win yeah. on Sunday Night and Football a National. Huge dub. Okay. And obviously he got to show his cool shirt that he liked uh, and wanted to show everybody. Yeah, I know. What did that shirt say again? Uh, I'm pretty sure it said fuck Dallas. <laughs> I think that's what it said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually Micah Micah had something to say about it. Nothing like crazy, I guess, but um he did have his he has like a podcast that I think he does for Bleacher Report. Yeah. And he was quoted basically I'm not going to quote I just watched the the clip. He was basically just saying like laugh now, cry later. Yeah. You know. Uh in most cases I would agree that that's a little early to start doing some burns on a week five game. You know what I mean? Like I understand that it was Sunday night, but it's still a little bit early. But I don't think that right now because when it comes to the Niners versus Cowboys, it's extremely one sided. So absolutely. To me, the shit talking is until you do something different than forty two to ten. Which, quick note, Cardinals lost in Santa Clara 35-16. to Yes, you're right. Scored six more points and allowed one less touchdown. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, you guys are just trash. I think it's time, as we can see, for those uh, watching YouTube, you can see here Dak just staring off, watching Cooper Rush should be taking his job. If you're not watching on YouTube oh, and you're listening on Spotify or, or Apple Podcasts, come check us out. If you are watching on YouTube and you need to like listen on the go or whatever, check out the spot Spotify and Apple podcast version. Easy on the go listening. Don't even need the, the whole screen, but, um, but yeah, it was a great game. If you're a Niners fan. Did you watch any? Uh, I did not. I was actually uh, working yesterday during this as I was working a concert. So, but I did uh, see some highlights on the screens after uh, at one point when I was in the store and just, uh, it's exactly what I expected. Like you said, and it's so one-sided. It has been for the last few years. Uh, you know, there's always this talk, and like you said, who thinks they're actually going to beat him? And it's only Cowboys fans. Nobody, I, nobody on the radio or on TV shows when you talk. I mean, Stephen A. Smith always picks against them, but nobody's yeah. picking the Cowboys to go into Santa Clara on a Sunday night. The Niners have are ready to go. They're fully healthy with their full full offensive like weapons. We- their their yep. defense is still good, and I believe they just picked up somebody. I can't remember the name of Randy Randy Gregory, I think from Yep. Denver, so just another guy to be on the defensive side and just try to force turnovers and create havoc in the backfield. He's also an MMA fighter, so oh, there's that. Okay, well, yeah, that definitely helps on the football field. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I just I don't I'm know. I'm just saying, there's, he's crazy. There's no in a good way way I look at it on on paper on this game or this matchup and think, oh, the Cowboys have a chance. Like like you said, Micah can say that, but until they do something about it, especially the defense, and not allow them to score forty plus, I don't know it's what not happening. I don't know what to expect. And as long as the Niners are healthy. They're going to win the entire NFC. There's no doubt in my mind. They look just full and complete. They have like some of the best players at every position, including their left tackle, uh, Trent. Um, oh, what's the thing? Well, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Trent Williams. Thank you. Uh, I guess he was talking about last night in the post game, asking about you know normally it's like a you feel like you're got to get like really worked on the next day after playing Dallas. It's like a real battle. And he said, oh. I can't remember the last time that my work day was done with 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like, 
Ouch. That is not even against Arizona. He was still playing a little bit more than that. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, not good, not good at all. So he likes to rub it in, but that's good. Good for him. You got to do it a little bit. He's earned it. He's <laughs> yeah. great, dude. He's the best He's really left good. tackle in all football. That's hilarious. Um, last game that we want to cover a little bit more deep is the game that was in London. London. Yes, I am from London. <laughs> <clears throat> Jags Bills. Close game, 25-20. I didn't catch it. Starts at 30 hour time. No, thank you. I'm not waking up for that. I like football. I don't like any other team. Honestly, when my team, if my team were playing, I'm not watching it at that time. That's just <laughs> not happening. So 6.30 on a Sunday, no. By the time I get up, it's 8.20, and I get ready for church and get there by 9. That's my <laughs> wake-up Sunday. So I'm, I am totally agree with you. I would normally not be up early on a Sunday, but I had fallen asleep early the night before and actually woke up at like 7.30, and I was like, oh, it's football. I'm cool. And I turned it on expecting to like – check the score and then like roll over and fall back asleep. But I never went back to sleep. So I just watched it and I don't know the Jags. I just, I'm so confused with them. They've played well the last two games over in London, which is the, basically their, their second home as we know at this point. Um, I just, I don't know what to expect from them. Like we talked about before, they've kind of been an up and down. The offense hasn't looked as good as I would expect to. But the other thing too, is the bills. They are so up and down as well. They are even worse. I don't know what to expect. They scored, 30-something last week against uh, Miami to win in Buffalo. And then I know they had to travel to London, and that's terrible. And Jags were there for a week because they've been there for two games. So I get that part. But I don't know. I just – the the Bills and Josh Allen make me, like, kind of, like – I kind of see the end. Stephon Diggs and him are yelling and screaming. Not yelling and screaming. Dude, but- he was pissed with that tablet in his hand yeah. at the end of the game. It's like he said – he's like he saw himself open, and then he's like he threw it somewhere. Like, that's what I feel like he saw on that yep. tablet was like – do you see that I'm like Jamar Chase 7-Eleven always <laughs> open and he just like threw it or something. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Yeah. And the Jags are the, I don't know. I, it's not good. And I don't know what the bills are going to do moving forward. Uh, they're, if the dolphins are going to be what they are, then they're definitely going to win the AFC East. And then the bills are going to have to figure out how to make a wild card spot. But I just don't know what to expect from them every week. It's just up and down. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. The Jags do. They keep getting it done. They took both games over uh, across the pond over in London. I how though they look good, then they look bad. But this to me was the best one as far as like a team goes. They they beat a team that a lot of people have as at least AFC favorites, if not Super Bowl favorites. Maybe not anymore, but definitely <laughs> coming into the uh, season. Lawrence, I honestly do think is like the real deal, bro. Uh, I feel like his teams are really never out of it uh, as long as he's there and he's which. Is good. I don't think he's also going to really cost his team either. He's not going to be making some outlandish mistakes at clutch moments. I'm not saying he's going to be perfect. I just yeah. feel like it's going to happen less. On the other hand, Josh Allen, I, I don't know, man. This, I just kind of get, and as you can see on the screen here, you can probably seen already. I kind of get like when he looks in the mirror, maybe getting like some Jay Cutler vibes, bro. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like when I watch him play, I feel like he seems to always be trying to do too much. But at the same time, seems like nonchalant. Uh, not as nonchalant as Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler literally hates football as much as Jokic hates playing in the NBA. So <laughs> That's a good way to do it. They might be good. They might be good. But they, he just he was so just like I don't even care. Give me the ball. I'll see if Brandon Marshall will get open and we'll go from there. That's all Jay Cutler did. And I feel like that's what, that's what he's doing, except he's not getting it to Stefan Diggs. Yeah. 
He's he's got 82 career games. He's got 86 career turnovers. Jay Cutler played in 153 career games and had 198 turnovers. So again, okay, more. Yeah. They have a two and a half to 3.3 percent interception percentage. Fairly close, sixty-three percent to sixty-two percent completion percentage. Wow! It's not necessarily too much of the stats as I kept digging that really have them, especially not from a winning-losing perspective, because the Bears were never good, and the Bills' defense and a good special teams, and <clears throat> they do lead a good offense. But mm. there's something about it, and you could say that like because he still hasn't got any 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 pinnacle. I know he's made it to I think an AFC title game, but lost. So. And I don't even know if he's made it there. Yeah, I think they lost <laughs> to the Chiefs in Kansas City. So you can say, like, oh, well, he's got Mahomes, right? He's got Mahomes. Yeah, okay, well, does does, does Peyton Manning in front of Tom Brady not count? What about what about Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers? Some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time were in Tom Brees' era. Yeah. And you can even say the same about the others. Now, granted, maybe his time isn't here yet, but in Tom Brady's era, Peyton Manning won one, Aaron Rodgers won one. Uh, Eli won two. Won one. Eli won two against Tom. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I'm just Stop. saying. Why did you say that? <laughs> Eli. Talk about Eli in a little bit as well. Kind of a different comparison, but yeah. So I don't know. I just kind of get this weird kind of thing that I just feel like he's like the next Jay Cutler. That I just get that kind of like idea with a little bit more care to the game. I could see that. I mean, obviously the game has changed, so he's a little more out of the pocket and moving, but you're right. Cutler – had the same thing of just like, I'm going to go out there and if Brandon Marshall's open, I'll get it to him. If not, then whatever happens, happens. And it's kind of weird when you put up the interception and touchdown ratio numbers and how I know Josh Allen hasn't gotten to that number yet, but the fact that he has more interceptions or turnovers than he does touchdowns, I didn't mm-hmm. think that he would have been fumbles, that. Obviously, yeah, yeah I, wouldn't, I didn't think he was going to be that high on the turnover ratio, turnover number. I thought he was a little more protective with the ball. So, And that's the thing. Like Buffalo's defense is not what it was two years ago when they were really in in the in the thick of it. Like the defense is, and they've already lost a couple guys getting hurt. I know. I think Darius White is out now for a couple weeks, Mm -hmm. if not most of the year. He's like their best corner or safety. Yeah, like I I think I even said something about Josh Norman is going to sign with them to like fill the void because they need a corner. But I I don't know. I just Buffalo seems to be just kind of falling apart slowly. Richard and... Sherman coming out of retirement too. Maybe uh, Darrell Revis coming back. Oh my gosh! Like, Revis. What are we doing here, man? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. When you start pulling guys <laughs> off that we thought were retired or not playing anymore, that's when you're getting desperate. And if we're in week six yeah. and you're getting that desperate already, that is not, not good. a good sign. For now, the maybe rest it's of temporary year. desperation. Maybe those guys are have three to four week injuries. But yeah, that's it's true. Weird. It's, it's possible. The one guy that did go off, which is a good bridge to our next subject, is Travis Etienne. Had a career day, 136 yards, 48 receiving yards, two touchdowns, and had a two-point conversion. He tweeted out later, "What you found this. I played against myself in fantasy football today. So his opponent, (laughs) as I mentioned in our rundown, had uh, him. And he had a huge game. Man. What's unfortunate, so let's just get right into it is my opponent also <laughs> had Travis Etienne. So oh. thank you. And I took – I did not realize that until right now. I know you told me you lost this week, but I never went back and looked at the matchups besides my own to see who had him. But, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's better than DJ Moore for sure. Oh. But um, 
but yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it was bad. Basically, I I, I sat some people that I shouldn't have, and yeah, it was okay. I did uh, did all I could, uh, but it was not good. Basically, <laughs> Justin Jefferson got hurt. Um, James Conner got hurt both early or no James uh, Justin Jefferson got held down early in the game. And then got hurt late in the game. Connor got hurt early in the game. Derrick Henry, like I said, didn't do anything. Nope. And uh, neither did Evan Ingram. But that's a tight end, so I can't really be that mad. Um, but, yeah, it was just uh, – I think it was mostly Etienne who killed me. You, on the other hand, got the dub. Had a little bit better of a day. Bounced back from my nice. loss from you last week. <laughs> right. I mean, I honestly, looking at the numbers, I got lucky because my opponent had Lamar Jackson. He didn't do anything against Pittsburgh yesterday. He only had nine points. So that right there, I was like, ooh, that's a big hit because Tyreek Hill had 29. So that's why I was like, oh, that's true. Thankfully, Lamar had a bad day. That helped me out. And I didn't have anybody really play that great. I mean, I got one point from Sanders, six from the kicker. Although I did, I don't know why I did this. For some reason, the last minute on Saturday, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to play Jacksonville defense against Buffalo and London. They've been there waiting, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, looking at it, I was like, ah, oh, the Jets at Denver. Like, they're pissed. It's like, Denver. I, I'm going to yeah. do it. And, but I had already dropped the Jets even because they've been so terrible the last couple of weeks. But I, I picked, almost picked them up, too. Uh, I picked them back up and put them in there, and that, that kind of really was the difference. I won by 14, and they got me 18. So that really helped. Nice. That is good. That is good. But, well, good job for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's okay. I, I had honestly won. I lost my first game and won three straight. So now I'm three and two. I think you're three and two also, right? Yep, as well. Well, you have the tiebreaker though. Keep it with football. Yes, yes, yeah, true. (laughs) Head to head, baby. Woo! I'll take it. Keep it with football, but moving down the ranks a little bit, moving into college football. Want a couple? Cover. Want to cover a couple of highlight games this weekend? The biggest one, one that I watched on Saturday, actually. uh, The wifey and I got to watch it. We went to go pick up food towards the end, but, of course, good old technology. We watched it on our <laughs> uh, phone. We went to go do it, so it was such a good game. Oklahoma, Texas, the last Red River rivalry. I want to say that one slow because I knew I was going to mess it up. I know. Not, so hard. Game of the Big 12. They are both technically moving to the SEC, so they will be playing each other in SEC. When they I mean, probably still call it the Red River rivalry. Still have their little gold cap. But uh, this was the last iteration of the Big 12. And I had seen some sort of thing that since like 1960, they were 33, 33, and 3 against Yeah. Detroit. Well, now since 1960, Oklahoma is now 34, 33, and 3. So they have the dub and the higher winning percentage. But it was a oh, – dude, it was such a good game literally all around. So – did you catch any of this by chance? I did not. Unfortunately, I was working, so I didn't get to see it. But I did go back and watch the highlights because once I saw, I kept getting the updates of like the back and forth. Like this is this game, you know, Bleacher Report just like oh, yeah. up about like, it. Great game going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just kept getting on. I'm like, so God, I can't watch it. So then when I finally got a chance later, when I like could sit down on my lunch break, I pulled up the highlights on Twitter and just saw the back and forth and how it just it was. It's one of those games based on what I could read and saw that that whoever had the ball last was basically going to probably win the game because they both were just going up and down the field and that's i mean that's exactly what happened i mean texas yep. went up 30 to 27 with a minute 17 and the next thing you know oklahoma goes down the field in a minute and two seconds and scores with 15 left and goes up 34 30 and i mean that basically ends the game right there so i it's just it's uh, i love them college games go back and forth and get to the big scores i mean 30s are nice but it would have been cool if they got to the 40s and 50s like some of those yeah. baylor games back in the big 12 but I don't know. Texas now drops to number nine. It makes Alabama's loss to them make a little worse. I feel like for Alabama and their rankings, 
the, the rankings are not where you normally would think these SEC teams would Super all be the weird, top besides yeah. Georgia now. Great. It's, yeah. Just great. Open it up it, to, to some other teams. <laughs> it was a great game. Honestly, there was before they went down and kicked the field goal, Oklahoma had a chance at a field goal and had the guy had been making it. Apparently he's pretty accurate. I, I don't know saying he's never missed, but he rarely misses. And he, I think it was hard, right? He just shanked it. And they, so basically that would have at least secured the tie, but it put them at the disadvantage of being down the field goal and needing to drive the field, but took care of it, took care of business, scored the touchdown. I think like 15 seconds left. It was so good highlight oh my gosh it was so good and then because it's like it looked like it was super red there was some orange there but looked like a lot of oklahoma fans were there even though the game's technically in texas it was nuts so it was cool just to hear all the stuff you know the vibrations that you feel Uh, it's like exciting dude yeah so it was cool especially because of the 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 fierce rivalry that this is yeah for sure the college rivalries are so different compared to professional sports it's just because well, one the stadiums are massive most of the time they're like 80 to ninety thousand people there and it's mm-hmm. just everyone's jumping to the same beat especially if it's a home game for one of the team it is nuts so the rivalry in college games for football are just absolutely a different level yeah not necessarily rivalry rivalry but the last time that they'll be playing together in the pac-12 oh, I forgot usc squeaks out yeah you know they might be ranked but they are really pushing the freaking limit with their rankings they're they feel like they want to lose before they even play (laughs) what are they going to do when they're playing oregon and washington and notre dame this week like dude they have it out i don't know it's gonna be a big test this week yeah, they, they looked terrible. I mean, the fact that they were out to – Arizona went into SC and jumped out to a 17 nothing lead. That tells you all you need to know right there. Arizona goes in there and has, I mean, no nothing to lose. I think their quarterback is only in their third his third start, and he's a freshman or redshirt Ouch. because their other starter got hurt. So they're Bad. completely just going in there with no expectations of winning. They come out to an early lead. They battle back and forth, but they – Thank God that Caleb Williams is able to play football like he is against college. I mean, he looks so good. It's crazy. But the defense for the Trojans is the biggest problem, and it's going to be, like you said, they got to play Notre Dame next week. Now, Notre Dame has not scored more than 17 points the last three games, I think, because of the Oklahoma State loss and then beating Duke. And I I don't remember who the other one was, but – they just, Ohio State, Ohio State. Okay, yeah. Well, they lost to Ohio State, right? So Notre Dame. Yeah, no, you said Oklahoma State. That's all. I'm oh, okay, bad. gotcha. Um, but they just, I don't know what they're gonna do against real teams. Like they've been playing small, like eh, teams from the Pac-12, and like you said, what are they gonna do against Oregon and Washington? Those teams score like forty to fifty points and a half at sometimes. So, yeah, ask, if they ask don't, Colorado. yeah, and and the other thing too is I think Arizona might have opened up an opportunity for other teams within the Pac-12 for sure in a way to kind of slow the the Trojans down. They played more like five or six dbs and kind of clouded the back 10 or 15 yards deep and just make you run again yeah just made basically. everything inside like get everything within here five yards or caleb run and we'll take it but caleb's gonna have to beat us on his own which is what he ultimately did but like you talked about arizona was in a position that nobody Barely, expected them to be triple overtime yeah which okay yeah I, it was way too close i have way one question close. about the the overtime stuff when arizona Okay, so USC has the ball first and first overtime. They score, they kick the extra point. Arizona goes and they score, I think, literally on one play into the in the corner end zone. If you're Arizona, why not go for two right there, even though you don't have to? Because 
if you get it and you if you get that two point conversion, you win. There's no rebuttal from SC. They've already scored and done their thing. So if you're Arizona, that was your momentum. Like we just scored on the first play, we forced overtime. We shouldn't even be here. Why not just see what happens? And she and if you lose to USC by one because you went for two in your Arizona, no one's gonna get mad at you for that. Like you're not even supposed to be in the game. But if I think it was a fourth down though that SC barely got this two point conversion. So. I think the logic, because I agree with you, especially as I think they're unranked. Yeah. They are. Uh, so I, the logic, I agree with you, but I think their logic is wait until they mess up. That's true. Then we do it. I'm not saying it's smart. I agree. You kind of roll the dice. You lost anyways. Yeah. But maybe their thought process is, okay, we scored. Okay, get the field goal. Let's see what we do on defense. Maybe our defense is hyped because of what we just did and we can get them. I don't know. I agree with you. You got nothing to lose. You're not playing for much of the rest of the season. Go for the dub, right? But maybe like there's a Yeah. I, and to be honest though, dude, the the biggest issue like we talked about is our defense and I don't know why the defensive coordinator is still there. Alex Grinch was there last year. He was in Oklahoma with uh, Riley before everywhere he's been with Riley the last couple of years, their defense always gives up a ton of points, which is why they have to score a ton. Why not get him out of there and get a new D, D, D coordinator and try to, I don't know, get a different system that might work. Cause what he's doing that one stops that stops offenses. Yeah. Like, you, you know, when you play Maybe. defense, like your whole, the whole point of your job is to stop the other team and they just can't do that. And then, like you said, Oregon and Washington are going to run all over them, and they're going to look make SC look all really bad. I mean, SC's won three; they're undefeated, and then their last three games that they've won, they've dropped a spot in the rankings each week. They're down to number yeah. ten, and they're undefeated. Well, because they're barely winning, and they're barely they're barely beating either unranked like Arizona or barely ranked teams ranked lower than them. So. It's not looking good and definitely nervous for this week. We'll talk about that probably in our next episode, previewing the USC Notre Dame game this Saturday. That one is going to be crazy, obviously on the Notre Dame broadcasting channel. (laughs) So don't forget to watch it, but it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Something else that was literally nuts. You have to be crazy to even do what happened here. This Georgia Tech, something that we normally wouldn't talk about, but it happens to be a ranked team uh, against the U. Miami, Georgia Tech, Miami University Canes game was <laughs> the epitome of what the fuck are you thinking? You want to you want to run down a little bit about how this game ended, dude? Yeah. So I, I, I'm still just in shock when we're talking about it. it's been three days it's, since it had two oh, days bro, since it happened. Nuts, so Miami is up 20 to 17. They have the ball in possession. It is third down and I think six. If they Take a knee, or well, there's 44 seconds. The clock is running. So by the time they get to the line... Georgia Tech has no timeouts. No, it's under 40 seconds. So all you have to do is snap it, take a knee. The game, the, the play clock is 40 seconds. You're already at 30-something. Walk off the field with the win. Instead of that, they run the ball, fumble it, and turn it over to Georgia Tech and give them life with, under, with 44 seconds left. So they... About, yeah, 44. So they're at their own... 30, I think. So they got to go 70 yards almost even to win this game. Like, it's not like, oh, they gave it up at the 40 and they got to go 10 yards to get a field goal. This is, is, they got to get down the field and they don't have a lot of time with no timeouts. Two plays later, 
I don't even know how you get that guy open on on the go, but to, behind the defense. How does the defense let anybody get behind him? He's behind three DBs, wide yeah, open. With walks like into the nice end zone. U shape around him. It was like <laughs> this, and he's just right here. The end zone's this way. It was like, hey, we got you. Yeah. But if you're coming this way, yeah. But the end zone's that way, guys. Uh, oh my gosh, it was horrible. I watched it. and I was like, I don't understand what's going on here. What do you mean? All they had to do was run it out. The reason why it caught my attention is because I saw somebody who had like a 14-leg parlay. Oh, no. And they got 13 right. Oh. And this one was the one that they got wrong. Oh. And not only did that, I mean, uh, granted, I'm sure it's worse for the kids than the ones who played it, but I'm pretty sure this was like near six-figure payout. Oh. And all they needed was Miami to kneel the ball. They didn't need Miami to go Cover, and score a miraculous ends. touchdown and then make this extra point and then onside. No, they just needed – they had the ball. All they needed to do was not do anything, and I, they decided to do something. You know, that's nuts. Dude. I don't know how, as a coach, if you're a player and you're hearing everybody in the world talk about this and how all you had to do was kneel like, – how can you then go back and trust the coaching staff? If they don't know what they're doing, like, okay, now they did have five turnovers in the game total. So it's not like Miami played a great game and this is the only reason they lost, but they put themselves right. in this place by playing terrible. I get that. But you literally just had to snap it, take a knee, and walk off the field with a win. But instead, that's it. you're running a play that you don't need to, one, and then you give up the ball to the opponent and then let them go down and score. And and. This is in the no timeouts. This dude. is at Hard Rock Stadium at home for the U. This is They're, not on the road. You're like, what are you doing? Uh, I don't. I, I don't, don't know. I'm not even a Canes fan. I, I don't either. But it just furious. as a fan of sports and like what your strategy should be in certain situations. This should be number one. I wonder one. what the Rock is thinking. Right now. <laughs> that would be interesting to hear his perspective of what he thinks his university or his alum is actually doing. Wow. The Rock, if you're watching this, leave your comment down below <laughs> in the in the hey. comment section. Let us know what you're thinking about that L. Hey, what, all they had to do is never know, up. man. The Rock could be our number one listener. You don't know. I know. I was. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was talking to him. You, the other one was laughing. I'm not laughing. <laughs> but that was crazy. That was crazy. More craziness. But we're finally going to leave the realm of the pigskin. We're going to get into Ooh. playoff baseball. As you can see. A little dappered up. I got my today. got my D back shirt on too over here, with the oh. serpientes and Oof. the and the fitted as you know. But but we're gonna start in the American League. Yep. Okay. We gotta save our excitement for one more segment. Okay. We got the American just League just first. Breathe. Just breathe. Yeah. Relax. Just chill. First. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. We got it, but we gotta get there. Okay. Ooh. Too nervous. So the first one, honestly, is the most surprising one to me. Yep. Not necessarily because I didn't think Texas was good, but I didn't know that they were like this good, especially while they're missing Scherzer. They literally gave him up for a reason. They felt that they needed help with pitching, and they seemed to not because <laughs> they're killing everybody. Yeah. Not necessarily in shootouts, not they win seven to six. They're winning games like seven to one. Okay, one was like 11 to seven, but still. Um, this this nuts. It's going, it's nuts. Rangers are up two nothing. And both games happened in Baltimore already. Yeah. Going back to Arlington. 
Yeah, I, 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 well, okay, I have to admit, when we first did this podcast, I think maybe like, the, I don't know which episode, maybe the second or third, we did a, a like an update of where the, all the standings were in baseball and what team we might think could win the World Series or get there at that point. So we were both just kind of stabbing at it. And I did say Texas could win the AL because I, at the end of the day, Bruce Bochy is their manager. And, oh, you did say Bochy. Yeah, yeah Bochy, sure. when he was in San Diego back in the early two, 2000s, they, that's when they were their best. They were competing every year. They weren't necessarily winning, obviously, but he also took them to the World Series back in 1998 when he was coaching them too. So then he goes to San Francisco and goes and wins three titles in five years with them, and then he finally retires. But then he comes back coaching here at his home state in Texas, and the, the Rangers were not good a year and a half, two years ago. And here they are, one win away from an ALCS appearance. I just, I'm dumbfounded because I thought for sure the Orioles were really good, and them and Tampa battled so much for the AL East in the top record, and then ultimately Tampa goes to the wild card. But like you mentioned, Texas already took care of Tampa, so. If they beat Tampa and they beat the Orioles and sweep both of them at the opportunity, are they the best team that in going into the ALCS and like having an opportunity to win a World Series? Like this is like the or, hot or hot take is the AL East trash? That could be part of it. No Yankees and Red Twins. Sox. The rest of the division is trash. <laughs> Twins swept out the Blue Jays. Rangers nope. swept out the Rays. So far, the AL East hasn't. They had three teams represent. They don't have one win. Wow, that's in true. the postseason. Ooh. If the Orioles don't win the next game, the Rangers would have swept the two of the three, and the Twins took care of business in the first round. Wow. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just didn't. I didn't know that. I knew they looked good enough to take maybe the Rays. That was a. Cl- I didn't know they were going to mow down Baltimore. Also, no, I didn't. Like I expected them a fight. I have, they haven't lost a game yet this postseason, and and they're like you said, one win away from winning the ALCS. Yeah, I I don't see a scenario where Baltimore wins three straight. So, I think Texas is moving on. Yeah, well, especially because they're going to Arlington. Like you said, if they were going to Baltimore down two, I could say hey, maybe. they could win both games and easily force a game five back. But they're going to. Texas, they are up 2-0, and they know. And again, Bochi is a guy who's been around the block, so he's no. They're gonna. He knows they're coming with everything they have to try to force a game four. So he's gonna have all his plans in place. I'm sure they'll be ready to go. I expect that crowd to be rocking in Texas. So I'm excited, but I ultimately I'm with you. I think Texas is gonna take this series and move on. You think they take it in three? Sweet. Yeah, I can't. And, I kind of do. I feel like Baltimore was their year, but maybe they were a year too early, and all these young kids they have that came up, maybe this is something for them to build on because before you can win, sometimes they say you ultimately have to lose to learn. So maybe this is Baltimore getting there, losing in a playoff, understanding how it takes, how long and how much effort it takes to get there, and then next year maybe they bounce back and that's their opportunity. Kind of like the Royals. The Royals lost that World Series in 2014 to the uh, Giants, actually, in Bruce Bochy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they come back the next year in 2015 and they win it on to win the whole thing. So... Maybe this is their kind of stepping stone to that. Well, the Rangers, I think I saw a stat. The last time they won the World Series, not won, I'm sorry. (laughs) Last time they went to the World Series, they finished with the same record that they had this year. And then they beat the Rays in the first round of the playoffs. Interesting. So I'm just saying maybe history is repeating itself. Huh. Which year was that? Do you know? Was it 2010 or 2011 off the top of your head? I believe it was... No, I don't know. Okay, because if it was 2010... The last one, 2011, I'm thinking. The only reason I say this, because if it was 2010, Bruce Bochy was coach of the Giants. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was the year they lost to the Cardinals. Okay, so 2011. That makes sense. I think so. (laughs) 
Another AL series, though, actually tied. Yeah. Twins were able to squeak one out in Houston. Didn't take two like Texas did from Baltimore, but they did take one. Houston took game one, even though the Twins clawed back towards the end, had a couple home runs late in that game to really get it close. Houston prevailed in the end, but the Twins came out swinging on, what was it, yesterday? Yep. Yeah, on Sunday, and tied up the series. Now it's 1-1, heading back to Minnesota. It uh, What's your take? Honestly... I think Minnesota is going to win the series. And I say that not because I went to Minnesota this summer, went to a game there, but I'm just looking at their roster and how kind of like steady and like they have more, more experience than I realize. Like Michael A. Taylor's not a great name to a lot of people know, but he was on the nationals and was the starting center fielder. I believe when they won the world series in 2019, he's playing center for Minnesota. Uh, Royce Lewis, their DH has had a, a, an all-star caliber season and come out of nowhere. Correa, obviously, we didn't like that he won with Houston, but he was there, and they did win a lot when he was there as well. Not only that, he did just pass Derek Jeter and Big Poppy for most career uh, postseason RBIs on Sunday, too. So I saw that. It's kind of crazy. He was crazy. surprised when the reporter told him, did you see that interview? Oh, yeah, you knew. He he honestly had no idea. You could tell. He was, yeah. wow, thank you for telling like, me that. Wow. I just, like, that's weird. Because he idolized them. He, as well, he yeah, especially yeah. Jeter as a shortstop, I would think you have mm-hmm. to be at that age. Right, true, yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. The other thing, though, that... I, the reason I think the Twins are going to win the series and it's not going back to Houston for a Game 5 even, that crowd when they had Toronto there, they were loud, and they showed up on day games. Those games were at like 4.30 o'clock, 5, 5 o'clock in the afternoon in downtown Minneapolis. Like That's not an easy draw to get fans, but they sure. are rocking. I think the biggest thing for me is It's been a long time since they've been here, though, so maybe that's why, right? Yeah, that's true, too. They're excited. part of it. And, and the other part of me, though, they're they're – Sonny Gray is their main starter. He's really good. I feel like this is his opportunity Dang, to actually yeah. have a chance. And their closer, uh, Johan Duran, is the guy I'm really just – I loved seeing his entrance into the field when I was there in person, and now I, I just can't wait, and hopefully they get to a further round and get on more people just to see his entrance because it's amazing. I know uh, you wanted to talk about our show it so we could have everybody else see what we're talking about. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You said you saw it in person. Obviously, I didn't go with you. That would have been cool, though. We should plan a trip, actually. Um, but you did show me the video. You found one online, and then I saw it again again before this show. Let's check it out because it's pretty cool. I don't know if it's really up there with Enter Sandman, especially because, you know, or what was the other one you said from Trevor Hoffman? Uh, Hell's Bells, I think. Hell's Bells, right. But those two are the greatest closers of all time, so it's kind of hard to put them on the level. But for theme music-wise, I think it's only behind Enter Samuel. Just something about, you know, Mariano Rivera walking out of that pen with that song. Totally understand. But let's check this one out. It's it's pretty cool. Oof, dude. I mean, you saw that live. What did it feel like being there? Okay, so the only problem with my live version compared to the video we just showed is I was there in the summer, and the sun doesn't set till almost like 10 p.m. in the middle of the country at that time of year. So oh, it wasn't okay. super dark. So that when they turned the lights off and stuff, I could still see, but – I've been to 25 out of the 30 baseball stadiums uh, on in my life at this point. And when my dad and I were there and we came out, because I didn't know who he was, I didn't know anything about him before this. The, when I was there in person and it happened, it was the first time I had ever heard of it, seen it. I was just like, whoa, this is amazing. I pulled my phone out and recorded the presentation because all those flames on the screen, the lights flashing, the fans having their lights on their phone. 
I just was like, so it's cool. It, the song, it, even though I don't, even if you don't speak Spanish, you don't no, have to know what it's saying. To it does not feel matter it, at feel all. Feel the vibe. Yeah. It just, yeah. it's got, it got me going. I was like, dude. And now that they're in the playoffs, I'm like, oh, that's just people going. <laughs> <And> now that <laughs> they're in the playoffs, if it, if they can get keep going, like the louder and louder, that's going to get the more of a thing. And if he can help Minnesota get to an ALCS or ultimately a World Series, man, I would love to see everybody just talking about that entrance because it is amazing. That's pretty cool. On the screen, we do have who we have winning each series. We're obviously a little bit ahead. We're picking this series when the Rangers are up 2 nothing. A little bit easy for both of us to take Texas. But the <laughs> other one is split 1-1, and we're going to be split on that as well. He sees the Twins kind of taking the next two at home and closing the series out. I do think that Houston squeezes one out in, Houston, uh, in Minnesota and takes it back home for game five where they'll probably have Verlander, if not maybe for game four, if necessary, right? Yeah. But they'll probably have Verlander on the mound and going for the dub just like they did in game one. So I think that they squeeze it out. I think it does go the full five. I don't think they'd take both, obviously, in uh, Minnesota, so I think it's they're going to grab one, grab one back at home. So that's who we have. We're moving on. But if that didn't happen, because technically, I mean, I'm rooting for the Astros to lose forever, yeah. and I hope the Twins can pull it out. I just don't think they will. <laughs> who had money on a Twins Rangers ALC? Yeah, I can only imagine if somebody had that on a parlay as part of it. <laughs> what other things they could have? Because yeah, nobody. The Twins alone, for sure. I, I, I mean, a lot, there was a lot of talk about Texas because they have added Simeon and Seager and a couple other guys over the last couple of the off-seasons. But, yeah, I, Twins is definitely not one I think a lot of people would be talking about. Not at all. Before we move on to who we're picking for the NLCS, to, to appear in the NLCS, let's talk about... Some of the games oh. that have been going on in the NLDS. Again, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask you to wait patiently yes, yes, yes. while we talk about the <laughs> Phillies Braves series first. Yep, of course. It's now tied one-one. Braves are able to squeak one out. Crazy freaking play in the eighth. Absolutely um, amazing game. So I think that I think that was awesome. It was close when i i was actually swimming and doing my workout during the game because it was an early game so when i finished everything i was walking out on my my drive home and it was the eighth and they were down they as in the braves they were down and by the time i got home they were up after that home run so i was like woof it was uh it was a close game and then a great save I know that Bryce Harper might be thinking twice now, but I think what he was trying to do is kind of save the day kind of thing yep. and probably was trying to do the right thing, but that was a great last play. It, you, you you saw it? I saw this entire game today. I was luckily, luckily oh, okay. for nice. me, I was working uh, today, but I was at Great Park Store and we don't have a lot of traffic there most days. So I had the, t- the monitor on one of them on the game and I was watching it the whole time as I was standing there and... I just I Atlanta looked dead. They had no I mean, I think they were no hit through the first five or five and a, and a third inning. Like they didn't even have a hit. They didn't do anything. They just looked completely lost. And it's like one of those mm-hmm. another one of these guys have been on a bye week or whatever the, for the first round. Is that really a beneficial thing? Do you really want it? Like apparently not. Kind of starts going through my mind. Uh then they get one in the sixth, then they get two in the seventh. Then you talked about it. they were down four three in the bottom of the eighth, and Austin Riley comes up and just smashes that hit into left center field. It was just, it was gone off the bat. You knew it. The place exploded. Now, of course the Phillies did come out and make it a little interesting in the ninth. You mentioned Harper trying to be like the hero. 
I, I get where he was coming from. They, they already stole game one in Atlanta. You're just trying to get home so, at the split with 1-1. One, one. You you're on first. There's one out. And that ball that Castellanos hit was uh, just a huge shot to right center. And Michael Harris, the second, had to cover a lot of ground to get there. Now, I did hear before we jumped on, Curtis Granderson was talking about it and Jimmy Rollins how in the postgame that if there's one out, you should know if you're Harper, especially as a former outfielder, the outfield is farther back because they're not trying to let anything behind them. So yeah. you should know the center fielder and them are farther back, and if there's anything they can get to the wall, it's a home run. Exactly. So if yeah. if, if he that's if, like a point. So if you're watching Michael Harris, Chris yeah. So if you're watching Michael Harris run and he thinks he might have an opportunity because the way he's running at it, if you're Harper, you have to th- maybe take that extra pause and not quite go to second that much. But yeah, or he was already halfway to because you can even use it to put off to run back True. to first especially because the throw was bad that was the crazy that is, is he a... caught it the throw passed two braves who's the third baseman riley austin riley <laughs> riley comes over saves the day again after yeah. he already freaking hit the home run picks up the the dribbler as as harper's trying to round second as he's running back to first definitely something he doesn't practice very often yeah and he gets thrown out in a bang bang play back at first place no so you're you're totally right, dude. I didn't think about that. Harper should have gone to second, and then instead of rounding the base, just stay there. And then if the ball drops, then take off to third. Worst case, you have first, you have second and third with one out. If he catches yeah. it, you have an easy thing to push off of the base to head back, and the ball wouldn't have been thrown as hard because he would have known he had safe. no way to get you out. So yeah, I get it, but in the long run, like you said, it wasn't think, two outs. If it was two outs, you of course you're sprinting. Yeah, yeah. But you get the, you have to give. I'm sure he bats third or fourth, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Castellanos is behind him. I'm assuming Bra might be behind them as well. So, there's hey, come th- on. yeah, there's other guys that could do it. But again, you already stole game one in Phil- or in Atlanta, so you kind of are playing with house money at that point. So, if you're feeling <laughs> a it bit. and you're feeling good, why not take a shot at it? I just feel like the break. Saying, like, just play a little smarter. You don't want to give them any sort of hope because there's a reason why they won like a hundred and almost twelve or hundred and fifteen, whatever they won, <laughs> over hundred and ten games, I think. So there's a reason for it. Yeah. But moving on, who the hell cares about the damn Phillies? Oh the what we really want to talk oh, about. So stressed. Is that the Diamondbacks, baby, are Oof. up two to nothing. Now, obviously two nothing doesn't mean anything because no, it guess not. what how many you have to have in order to move on. That'd be three. three, and we don't have that right now. No. We have only two. So yes. we're obviously trying to be a little bit patient, but mm-hmm. we did take the first two in L.A. Now, that doesn't mean much. The Dodgers can have swam in our pool plenty of times. Unfortunately. But at last, they will not be swimming this year because no matter what, even if they win, they're not going to be jumping in the pool knowing that the series isn't over. And if they somehow win three games in a row, it's going to be a Dodger stadium. So yeah. either way, they're not going to be in our pool. So I'm happy about that. But <laughs> – I'm hoping they don't get to celebrate anything. I yes. want to close this out. If we could, oh, dude, if we could, I'm not a, I'm not begging for anything. I'm no, no, hoping for a W. Yes, but if we could just get this Take over, it over with, with, yep, and move the fuck on, yep. I would be stoked. But anyway, yep. I would. This is what I was watching before I was watching. That's why I only caught the fourth quarter of Monday Night Football, which I'm actually happy I did because it was a great game. Mm-hmm. But that's what I was watching beforehand. So fantastic game, fantastic yep. game. <clears throat> It's, 
I am so nervous for Wednesday's game. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Same. Uh, I can't believe that we just, like, we before we got here to record, we were watching it, and I, I still can't believe we won the game. The bullpen has been amazing in the four games of the playoffs. They've allowed two earned runs in 15 innings. Zach Gallen, who has in his career been terrible against the Dodgers, pitched fantastic tonight. Merrill, Merrill Kelly as well. Merrill Kelly, Literally, okay. Dude, did you hear that stat? Oh, he's so he's in his last 16 games. Yep. He's 0 and 11 with an over 5 ERA. Just against the Dodgers. That is his career numbers against the Dodgers. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Now, 16 games, 0 and 11. It did help that he got five or six runs off the bat in the first inning to give him a lead. But regardless, he <laughs> okay. was able to go out yeah. there and dominate. And I, I know I just, I'm so worried. Like, I, I got texts from people that are like, oh, I die back sometimes. Because, you know, everybody, there's only a few of us in the state of California. Wait, the Dodgers <laughs> are, there's a hundred, there's a hundred freaking win team. Okay? Yeah. So yeah. I got a lot of people like, oh my God. I'm like, you guys, it is a three game series. Or you have to win three games in the series. I am not celebrating yeah. anything yet. Like you talked about, we have seen crazier things happen in sports. So yes. the, the Red Sox came down from 3 0 to the Yankees. This is a 2 0 lead in the best of five. So I'm not celebrating right. anything. And yeah. as Kobe once said, and we are huge Kobe guys. Job's Job ain't finished. finished. Job is not finished. Like, we need to take care of it. Now, we are going home, so we have two opportunities at home to win one game before we have to come back. Now, game three, the original plan as of yesterday is the Dodgers are going to start Lance Lynn. I don't know if that's going to change now based on the fact that they're down 2-0, but I hope so because Lynn has given up the most home runs in baseball this year as a starting pitcher. So, bodes wells for the Diamondbacks, especially because they've been getting hits early and they've been hitting it hard. It's not just they're, they're hitting it. They are squaring things up. They're aggressive on the base path, which is yeah. A they're huge... not beating out infield dribblers. No, no, yeah. and they're they're big on the base path and aggressive. And the Dodgers are not built for that. Their pitching staff is very bad at getting guys on ba- off base as far as like stealing and throwing guys out. They are not the best at it. It's kind of one of the things that the Diamondbacks do well that is in our favor. I'm just super nervous. Uh, can yeah, they... no, I, I mean... think definitely nervous. But I went from hoping to not getting swept. Correct to. Hoping for, well, now hoping not for a reverse sweep, but hoping for a sweep. I mean, again, I understand that it's a long series. I'm not saying that we're going to sweep them. I'm not saying that we're that good. We could still in a row. Yep. Dodgers are a 100-win team for a reason. Yep. But it's crazy that I went from hoping for no sweep to rooting for one. I think that's just something I was not seeing. I did not see finish. So. Yep. Uh, Happy it's here, though. That's that's crazy. (sighs) So Okay, I'm I'm saying it now because I know I told you earlier. If they somehow make it to the World Series in the long run, and this is all said and done, we're going to a game in Arizona. That's all I'm saying. We will figure it out. If we have to sit in the last row or standing room only area, we will be at a game there if they make it. Well, we figured out – well, we figured out. We guessed and we have predicted who we think is going to – be represented in the before we get to the world series the national league championship series we're hoping we're just riding a wave yep. and hoping yes, that yes. uh as you can see it says dad on <laughs> uh we're hoping we can ride the wave and the dimebacks do make it out of this series against the dodgers and to the nlcs and we do think that the braves have kind of found what they needed in the game against the phillies and we'll probably squeeze one out. Probably going to lose one in Philly. Again, yeah, division rivals, just like us and the Dodgers. And I think they're going to take it in five, though. That's kind of like what I'm thinking. So um, we've got the Braves and the Do- the Diamondbacks both moving on. Both of them. 
Let's hope we're right at least half of that. I don't care about the one Fingers side. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I don't care either. Yeah, just one side. Is Honestly, one I don't know if I'd want to see the Braves, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. well, Although, true. if the Phillies are beating the Braves, maybe yeah. I would. <laughs> I would say, I don't know who I want to see, but I just want to get there first. Let's worry about the opponents if we get there at all. Something I don't have to stress about, because I'm just starting to get into it, but it's still postseason. The WNBA. Game one of WNBA finals happened. What day? Sunday. Yep. In Vegas. A lot of stuff went down in Vegas this week. That's Monday Night Football, of course, in yep. tonight with the Raiders. And and we have uh, the the Aces taking game one over the Liberty, 99-82. Two of the standout players from the game, Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young, both had 26 points. Did you yeah. catch any of the game? It was Sunday in the middle of football, so I did not, unfortunately. I did actually watch a little bit of the first half before I had to go to work. Uh, I think at halftime it was like a two-point game, so I thought, okay, this is going to be a good finish because most of the games they played during the regular season were wide margins of victory. But the second half, uh, you know, Aces came down, out man. and won each quarter by 10, ultimately winning by, you know, 18 or 19 points. I just I – don't, I don't know, man. I feel like – this is going to go five. I feel like the home teams are going to win every game. So even though I want the Liberty to win it all, I think what's going to happen is the Aces are just going to ultimately hold out game five and two, win. Two-two-one. Yeah, I think it's just going to go back and forth. The only thing I'm kind of like annoyed with is the schedule of the series. Like it's Sunday, Wednesday for game one and two, but they're in Vegas. They haven't left it. But I guess it's kind of NBA final schedule for real because they do the same thing. It's like Sunday, Wednesday. One or two days. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So well, it's good they don't do Monday, obviously. One, it's not oh. they don't do back to backs in the finals, but two is the football. But the only thing else I'm thinking, I don't know what's Tuesday. I don't know what's going on on Tuesday. I feel like they could have done a Tuesday. Yeah. But right? Maybe they're just giving that extra weird day. But it was good. They stomped them. That's a big, that's a big win. 17 yeah. points. Shit. Um, I'm I'm kind of happy. I, that's who I was rooting for. Kind of going into it, one down, two more to go. I did that backwards. <laughs> Help the Aces take the two lead before they do have to go to New York. Obviously, like you said, they've won the home games all five now. They've had three, two regular season, and two in New York, and now obviously this game one here. So they won them all. Uh, Aces, they're just too much, man. Asia Wilson, you see her rocking the uh, one of one LeBron Golds or whatever that she got from him. Yeah, he was uh, sitting sidelines since the Lakers were uh, playing tonight in Vegas at the same arena, Golden or uh, T-Mobile Arena. So he's in town last mm-hmm. night, decided to go to the game, and I guess uh, I think he referred to her as his sister, like young sister. That they kind of mm-hmm. got a friend, uh, close relationship. But yeah, to be rocking a one of one pair of shoes, have. It's I mean, sick. LeBron's there. Tom Brady's there. There's it's, a ton of people there. Actually, it's, yeah. it's picking up, man. The WWE growing, is man. is getting really big, and uh, it's only going to get bigger. You, man. What do they need to add? What do I think? <laughs> they need to add dunks. Just dunk. If you dunk, I'm telling you, you're going to get a bunch of people to watch. It's already fun. It so, is. It's it's a lot of dunks. fun. Which you know, speak growing and continuing to uh, you know grow the sport itself. The WNBA announced the other day that they are going to expand to a 13th team in 2025, and they've given that uh, city or team to the San Francisco area or the Warriors uh, ownership with Joe Lacob in them. Uh, it's the first time they've expanded the league since 2008 when the Atlanta Dream joined, and there's talk of them wow. trying to wow. get... Wow, 2008? Yeah, there's also talk of them wow. trying to get a 14th team by 2025. Uh, the cities they've mentioned that have like looked into or are interested in getting a team is... Sacramento, who we talked about earlier before we got on, they used to have the Monarchs. Uh, they, oh, actually, yeah. they actually won a WNBA title, which is kind of weird that they're not around anymore. That's a weird city. They barely like the Kings. Yeah, that's true. But this is a new arena in downtown. I think it would be better off. Uh, the other cities okay. that they mentioned were— No, I'm saying this one's good. The, oh, the, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, Arco no, more, no more back in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, no more back in Sacramento. Uh, the other cities that were mentioned of, of possibly getting a team in the future is Portland, 
Denver, Toronto, and Philadelphia, which all makes sense. They're all NBA uh, cities, so that's usually where they start is so they can have the same Dude, arena Toronto. facilities. You think Toronto? Yeah. They should do Toronto because they they are they have the one now. You know how many people love the Raptors? That's true. That's true. They only have one. They might as well have that. So they'll only have one WMT. A lot of people are probably going to support it. Yeah, and then you'll get a country more so than just a city behind it because it's that's the only what team. I'm saying. That's okay. the smart play right there. All if right. Toronto, like if they thought. could, if they're down to share something with the Raptors, and then they could be the freaking I don't know pterodactyls or something. They could be some <laughs> other freaking dinosaur. I don't know. They could make it a cute uh, one, not a freaking flying ugly bird. But that's funny. <laughs> still, I think that's a good idea. Actually, I, I, do you I, have any ideas of what the name could be for the the already announced one? Any kind, any fun ones? I'm well, thinking they should play off of the the warriors. I was right? maybe say, some sort of like female warrior. I don't want to say female warrior. Yeah, yeah. Stupid, <laughs> but like a known like the like the Amazonians. That's that's a bad name, but yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Like something, something, something like that. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. They should stay in the same realm because they've already said the only part that they know about the team name is it's going to be Golden State. So they're going to have Golden State as their city name essentially. So I'm it's assuming just similar to the same colors would be yes, smart. Also now. Even though Sacramento is interested in having the other expansion team, maybe if they decide to go to a different city, do you think that they could talk the team doesn't exist, so I guess former people who, if anybody owns it still, the rights oh, like to, to the Monarchs, the Monarchs? and go Golden State mm-hmm. Monarchs? Because then you could, I mean, Monarchs are queens, right? So you could have it mm-hmm. as the Golden Crown and Golden State. You could kind of go off that whole Ooh. theme and, and play with Ooh, it. I, I like think. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even though that is not, yeah related to the king queen but still i agree i think that's a good one or something similar and they have warriors that fight for them like exactly the warrior right. the golden state warriors oh, there you go so, okay, okay nice yeah, tie yeah. together there May, right Ma- imagine to just keep like uh yeah i think that's pretty cool well, yeah and then, like i said the toronto one yeah it could be i don't know the t-rexes <laughs> <laughs> the other the other thing i think about too is is uh they're going to play at Chase Center, which is awesome. It's top-of-the-line arena, so that's great. Uh, the, what the Warriors are also doing is they're going to use the old Warriors practice facility that was in Oakland, and that's where this WNBA team is going to be headquartered. So they'll have their own headquarters, practice facility. They don't have to share with the team except for the games themselves at the arena, which is great. Um, I mm-hmm. think the other thing, too, is is Lacob's already said that they will win a title within five years, which most things he says and puts money towards Come tends true. to work. So let's keep an eye out for that. The last thing I'm thinking about, though, is do you think Stephen Curry's daughters could possibly play for this team in the future? Not, I don't know if they're big basketball players like, you know, uh, Gigi was with Kobe. But, mm-hmm. you know, like have an opportunity because I'm sure once uh, Steph is done and retired, there's going to be like a small ownership minority stake he'll probably get from them. Just I was going to say, he might be able to own a team now, no? I mean, he might be, but if why own a whole one and run it? We can just own a no, not a the small whole team. Portion. I'm saying like he might be able to own part of the this team that's coming in. Oh, probably, that's true. That's true. Maybe he has. Maybe he has some already. Oh, that's true. That's maybe that's yeah. a good point. But yeah, I think like his daughters, if they're into basketball, I know he was one of the uh, first athletes to make like women size shoes in his like Steph Curry shoes that he releases because I think he got a letter from a girl saying. She could never find her size because they didn't have girls' additions. So obviously having two daughters of his own, that's a big part of it. So I'm thinking this has got to be a huge thing just to grow the game itself for women, but Steph's got to be thinking like long-term as well, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. I mean, I don't like you said, I don't know if they're into basketball, yeah. but if they are, perfect fit. Would be a good idea. We're going to stick with basketball. We're going to move to the men's game, though, as the season is 
ending for the women. Oh, so it close. is just starting up, baby, for <sighs> the men. Lakers have played two preseason games so far. I know that we lost to Golden State Saturday. We lost both? No, lost yeah. Golden State Saturday. Golden State. They won, I think, by three tonight, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Which nice. so one one. The win and losses are not the important part, though. Let's be honest. The, no, the, how they look though. You see, yes. you see anything? Hear I didn't anything? watch it, uh, but I did read that uh, mo- the most mainly the guys that were there last year, AD and all them, all had double fig- uh, figures and points. Uh, I know D'Angelo started out hot, and I think he had like fourteen in the first quarter. Uh, Reeves nice. looked good tonight. You know, they're 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 kind of picking and choosing which ones to play when because there's only six of them, and they don't want to you know tie them out. Obviously, especially with mm-hmm. Austin Reeves having come back from the FIBA. Uh, tournament but i mean they've looked good all the reports the first like week last week when they started camp it was you know everyone's getting along and they're they're vibing there's i think i remember jackson hayes saying something about they all went down to san diego as a team uh before Ooh, camp nice. and kind of had a couple days hang just, out. yeah you know play some ball get to know each other and Vibe. create some chemistry which uh, this team has given me i know it's early and we haven't played any games that count yet but this team is giving me some really early vibes of that 1920 team that won the title with LeBron and oh, AD, with LeBron? when AD first came here and that 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 bubble year that they end up winning. I, they just have a lot. They have continuity. They have some pieces that make sense. They have depth for the first time. I feel like that are actual players that can make a difference uh, since LeBron's been here, except for that year. I just yeah. this team feels good, and even though they feel good now, they're probably not complete because who knows what Rob will do at the deadline and kind of alter some things, and injuries will play a factor in that. I'm sure, but. Just initially thinking right now, if they can keep AD and LeBron healthy, I think they got a good a shot in anybody else to win it all. I agree. We're going to need some other key pieces healthy, but those are obviously the main two. Yeah. Honestly, my favorite thing that I've heard so far is after they played the Warriors in the first, just more good thing, Austin Reeves. Steve Kerr heaping praise. Uh, tongue-in-cheek in the sense that he said, you know, it's much better to coach him than it was to play him. <laughs> you know, he doesn't really have to, he doesn't like playing against him because he understands how good he is at the game. Uh, he saw it firsthand, obviously, in the playoffs last year where we handed them the exit. <laughs> and he then got to see it again, even though they took the win. Uh, again, doesn't matter. But when they played this most recent time. So he said it was fun to coach him. It just makes me happy as a Laker fan that we got him and that we got him for the four years. Yeah. Uh, I am excited about what the season will bring. I'm nervous. I know everyone's run is basically predicated on health, every team, but it really seems like so much for the Lakers uh, all the time. Um, but the league looks really, really good. A lot of teams are really good. So it's not going to be easy, but nope, yeah, not man, at all. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Yeah. Happy that it's coming up. But again, super, super fun. On obviously Major League Baseball playoffs, we're in the heart of the NFL schedule. Teams are going to really start pulling away in their yep. respective divisions and stuff like that. So, but NBA is obviously around the corner. The other thing that's around the corner, literally, is the NHL, where you're working. Oh, tomorrow Opening night. night. Ooh, so excited! NHL back tomorrow, and any fans kicking it off with a triple header to start it off. This is great. There's going to be three games. Jeez, I think the first game's up. At- I want to say the first game's at like 6 Eastern, too. It's early so they're because they're in Tampa. Well, you got to fit three in. You know yeah. I mean? So uh, first off, they're going to do the Nashville Predators going to Tampa. Uh, the biggest question out of it is can the Lightning bounce back? They went to uh, – last year they got bounced in the first round, but the three years prior they'd gone to the Stanley Cup final winning two of them. So can yep. they bounce back and get to their fourth final in four years? It's not going to be it's easy. Lots of the players, right? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the biggest issue is uh, about a week and a half ago they announced that their goalie – Andre Vasilevsky is going to have to have back surgery. So he's out for two months. 
Uh, it's oh, not shit. not an easy replacement. He is, I mean, he is the reason he won a Con Smythe for one of the two titles that they have. So he is a very he's important good. piece of it. His career is two sixty three and one twenty three, which is phenomenal. I just yeah. I feel bad for them that they're going to start without him, but hopefully they can uh, figure it out. But well, you know, again, it's just nice to have the hockey back on at that point. <laughs> two months is what? How many games? Twenty. Yeah, probably. That makes about that's about right. You play every so other day every of two, 80. three days. Yeah, so I mean if they go ten and ten, man, I mean, I hope that they're better than that, not that reliant on a goalie. Or what I meant what I mean by that is I hope the second goalie isn't that bad or that yeah. much of a gap. I know you can't make up great players, but uh I guess we'll have to see if they can split it and get him back with that and just kind of run from that fifty fifty mark. As long as they're not too far behind. I know it's not ten and points but you know let's just say there's no overtime losses as well so yeah split the split it even but. yeah well the other point too is going to be like even though he comes back how is he going to be because of his back surgery as a goalie you're constantly just turning it up and i mean down, two so. months two months recovery is fast right so I'm, is it not that invasive maybe um, probably not it must have been really really simple i guess but still the fact that you're having back surgery and then come back to hockey good luck <laughs> not a great start right yeah true very true. the other game well looks... luckily he's not the one smashing into people true right? that is a good point that is a good point the other game that uh, is is the big one i really think of the of the middle game of the three is the fact that the chicago blackhawks are going to pittsburgh and playing the penguins so it's Connor bedard's first game in the nhl against Sidney crosby NHL couldn't have planned that any better, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, right. So definitely excited to you know see Bedard for real and like in an actual game that counts. And although we did see that highlight, I think last week of him doing that uh, shootout shot didn't go very well. But <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, dude. Oh my gosh! Again, he's a probably he's 18 kind of years old. Yeah, he's 18. He's young. He's gonna figure it out. But the fact that they're Shut having to start great, against. Crosby, your boy, I'm sure, uh, is is a huge thing, and hopefully it'll be a big draw. Obviously, there's no NFL on tomorrow, so that'll help the numbers uh, opening night for them. But, True. man, the, the weird thing with me, though, for the Bedard part is the fact that they scheduled the first five games for the Blackhawks on the road. So they don't play at home for their first game until oh, yeah, that's the, right. the 21st. We talked about that. That is weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. I feel like, okay, start them one or two games on the road and then get them home. But instead – Three max. Yeah, but I kind of see what they did on purpose. On this road trip, they're going to Boston, Montreal, and Toronto, who are all original six teams, and Pittsburgh to start, who is one of the first, I think the first 12 teams in the league. So it's going against the historic teams, but still, like, get them back home. Let Chicago have them at home first. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, I see that. They could switch it up a little bit. Yeah. The last one, though, is the Seattle Kraken heading to Vegas, take on the Golden Knights, where – course the champs will raise their banner yep raise the they first said banner. the owner said when he brought the team there when they saw the team there that they would win in what was it three years and that's exactly what they did was it three yeah. no i think he said five or five? six and they did it in six yeah but still uh, just great good that's I, cool. I hate i hate it that they won because their fans when they come to anaheim are the worst man they talk so much crap um, and now that they've won they're going to be even more annoying it's almost like even worse fans. <laughs> <laughs> but but for the league itself, not only is it great that Vegas as a new expansion team has won a cup, you have the Kraken, who is the second newest team they just started uh, two years ago, coming in and playing at Vegas to have them raise the ban- to see them raise the banner. Uh, it's the two newest franchises and honestly two of the best like logos and jerseys, I think, in the Dude, sport. Dude, they're sick, bro. The Seattle yeah. ones, the home blue are the most beautiful jerseys, I think, in all of hockey. But that's just my opinion. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like the classic jerseys, bro. You can't go wrong with the Blackhawks logo. Yeah, or of even course. the Boston Bruce. I mean, there's some pretty cool logos of the classic 
ones, but yeah, there's some other ones out there. But the new dude, the Kraken are sick. I mean, dude, I, I'm a Ducks nice. fan. I work for the Ducks. Those Ducks old school purple and teal MD jerseys back in the 90s were fantastic and are great as well. But I don't know, that Kraken one, the blue and then the sick, way the right? eye, that little red pops at you, man. It's just, they're beautiful jerseys. So, but again, yeah. I'm just excited for NHL games to start. I, I hate working those preseason games because everyone's like, oh, we won. I'm like, they don't count. Like, I don't care until they count. Yeah. <laughs> now that they're for real. Right. Uh, you know, Ducks start on Saturday in Vegas, actually, for their first game, and then they come home for Sunday for their opener, which I'm working. So, but again, I'm just excited to like have hockey back, and the Ducks can hopefully only go up from 32nd out of 32 last year, right? <laughs> yeah, or I guess stay the same, but I'm hoping for up, hoping for up. They've done some changes. They've yep. brought in a new head coach. They've brought in some veteran players. They've re-signed some of their young talent, especially yep. Zegras. Oh yeah. So. Like you've talked about many times, you're excited for this season. You're teaching me some stuff about it, so I'm excited as well. Oh, super excited. But we've reached the end of our marathon episode. Yeah. And we've Ooh. only got our favorite Monday uh, segment left. Heck yeah. Are you ready, my friend, for Milk, Milk Monday? Monday? I cannot believe a fine woman like this produced a guy like Stiff. Dude! I took some MILF. What the hell is that? M-I-L-F. Man, I love facts. <laughs> yeah. Guys. Milf Monday. Milf Monday. Woo. All Sick, right. man. Well, okay. What's, uh, what fact do you have for me today? So I'm going back to baseball since we're in October and we're both wearing our D-backs gear and we're feeling good tonight after that win. Woo. Still stressed, Let's go, but baby. still feeling good. Um, we're sticking into baseball. So Pete Rose, a.k.a. Charlie Hustle, is the only player to play at least 500 games in five different positions during his career. At first, he played 939, wow. left 671, third 634, second 628, and right field 595. So not even just like 501. Like 595 is the lowest right. number of all of them. Um, 600, basically. Just uh, one, I knew that Pete Rose was the best hitter of all time. He's got the most hits with forty two fifty six, um, which is crazy to think he's got thirty two fifteen in just singles. That's absolutely amazing numbers. Like he's a three thousand hitter just by getting singles. That's nuts. Um, that but, is crazy. But to play over wow, five hundred, think about yeah, right. <laughs> but to play five hundred games in that many positions throughout a career, I know he played like twenty something years to get that many hits, but still, like guys who are like utility players now. And are that way their whole career probably don't even play that many games at that many positions. Like it's because nobody plays every day anymore either. That's part of it still. But I don't know. That's crazy to me. I just think it's it, the worst part is is he's not in the Hall of Fame. But that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> yeah, he's not allowed. Okay. And, geez, there's a Skechers commercial where his wife tells him that he's not allowed to walk down the hall with his shoes. <laughs> but they're basically just kind of poking fun of the fact that he's not allowed in the hall. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, it's kind of funny. Well, thank you very much, bro. That's a crazy stat. That's crazy that people. You know what's funny is that people keep track of these stats. That's right? the yeah. <laughs> somebody got gets paid to do this, I guess. <laughs> hey, thank you, thank you, thank you for your help. Sir. <laughs> Another one in the books, probably the one of the longer ones, obviously. Uh, but it's probably going to be the norm for a little bit going forward. Yeah. We've got just too much to cover with the Major League Baseball playoffs. Obviously, once that wraps up, it'll little be a little bit less. NBA starting, NHL starting. Uh, one thing I definitely want to bring up, we're going to talk about Formula One a little bit on the Friday's episode. NFL regular season in its prime. So 
We've got a lot to talk about. I can tell Make you sure one you don't more. Miss any of the episodes? I can what tell else? you one more. We're going to talk about once it gets started in December is some lacrosse because the seals will be back in season. I'll be going to games and watching it on uh, ESPN Plus like crazy. So we'll be talking a little NLL, okay. even though not a lot of people probably know about it. But I at least have to get Me my either. seals uh, information out there and let people know because I think they have a real chance to win the cup this year. All right. Don't even know what the cup's called, but I think so too. Go Seals. <laughs> but anyways, you got to just check out. We got a bunch of stuff coming up. Make sure you check us out. Yeah. Remember to find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, YouTube by searching Our View from the Bench. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OurViewFTB. How's the rest of your week looking, my friend? Uh, pretty good. I got, since I have to work this weekend for games and stuff, I actually have tomorrow and Wednesday off during the week. So that's fun. <laughs> um, nice. so, but that's okay. I'm going to get a lot of stuff done. Obviously do some prep for Friday's show. And, uh, hopefully when we get back on Friday for the show, we're celebrating a series win, but I don't want to get too far ahead of the show. Let's not get too far ahead, but that'd yeah. be a great thing. We might even start with baseball if that's what's happening. Oh. Shoot, I don't care what just happened on we might, Thursday We night might just football. yell all about baseball for 10 minutes <laughs> at the beginning just because. You're just going to see us dancing in circles, <laughs> that's all. We'll just have a party. <laughs> down, down. What about your Again, week, don't get too hard of our, Don't get too ahead of ourselves. Dodgers <laughs> are a good team. Yeah, for sure. I am not uh, doing much. Normal week for me. Actually, I take that back. I requested Wednesday off. We're going to go to Disneyland. It's been a minute. She took on another job. So just uh, been busy. Gotcha. So, um, but yeah, other than that, what else? Nothing. Just chilling. Nice. Ready right. for more football. I definitely need to recover from this week in fantasy. <laughs> it's not that good. I got some decisions to make on some of my people. Some of them are hurt and stuff. But other than that, just a normal old week. But appreciate you all stopping by. Thank you for seeing things from our view from the bench. I'm Brendan. And I'm Corey. Like we always say, enjoy the sports until we talk again. Go Diamondbacks. Peace. D-backs. This was a Sycamore 4th Studios production.